What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the only broadcast. I appreciate everyone coming back. For those of you listening on Spotify and watching on YouTube, please, if you do me a favor and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're always in the know of the place you go when you want to bro. And uh, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome. And uh, again, for those of you returning, thank you and appreciate y'all coming on back. Uh, today, we have a friend of the show, good friend of mine, been friends for a long, long time. This is the man who was born English, raised Texas, the one and only Daniel Ebbs, otherwise affectionately known as simply Ebbs. Ebbs, what's up? What's good, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing? It's good to be here. Yeah? Well, thanks for being here, man. What's good on the Strohs? As of today, everything. Is that right? You would have asked me that three days ago? Completely different answer. Yeah, because as we talk, as we speak, it's 11-3. No. Sorry, son. Live update. 16-2. to Yeah, we're whooping some ass today. Yeah. Miles Straw actually decided to show up. So before we get into any more baseball, tell the people out there, what do you do? Tell us. Uh, I work for our boy, Mark Thiessen. He's a criminal defense attorney. I uh, do some marketing for him and manage, uh, manage the building that we own. Yeah. Yep, yep. How long you been doing that? Nine years. It'll be ten years. The big bueno next March. Yeah? Yeah. So we can cut this up. How's Thiessen as a boss? I'm kidding. No, he's cool <laughs> as fuck, dude. Like, I know he's cool as shit. Like, we're really good about like leaving it at the door, man. We walk out the door, we're boys. We walk in, it's work. You know, like we're really good about switching it on and off. So yeah. it's been awesome. Good. But if you would have told me ten years ago I've been working for Thiessen for ten years. Yeah. No fucking way. Well, y'all are doing a lot of good things, man. All the marketing stuff y'all do, the social media stuff I know is big. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the Thiessen Law Firm logos and things like that are very well known just because all the work y'all put into every bar in Houston. Brand recognition, bro. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I'm glad that's going strong. And I was thinking the other day how long we've known each other. I think it's been a... I was thinking about that before we came over, before uh, I came over here. Uh, I think it's 20 years. Probably close to 20 years. Okay. So I mean, like, it's, if it's not, like, it's, I would pin 2001. Okay. So just call it 20 years to keep it yeah, nice and even. Years. It's actually, it's kind of the tale of two Dans here because we had Dan on the first time. Dan you had the, you had the Danimals. You got the Dans, the, the tale of the two Dans. And it's funny because they're both friends of the show. They're going to be on more than once. Uh, we're going to be doing all kinds of things. And uh, hopefully we don't piss anybody off too bad on this one, so y'all will tune back in when he does come back. But I can't promise that. I can't either. <laughs> but uh, no, okay. So Ebbs here, he is somebody who, uh, yeah, we talk about a lot of different things. But mostly I'd say we talk about concerts. We have a lot of debates on that. We talk about sports, mostly baseball, because he doesn't want to ever talk about football, and that's cool because I'm, I'm over the NFL too, except for fantasy. So as I said on the last one, I play fantasy, but that's it. Um, but he's tried to teach me a little bit about how to be a real baseball fan, and I'm still not there, dude. I don't know exactly how to do it where – Look, I panic when we lose two games, three games, when we're on this slide because I'm like, oh, shit. It's a 162-game stretch, bro. Hey, and, and baseball, for me, is a religion. Like, it's, it's a way of life. It's not just a sport to me. It's not like, oh, I go to the NFL game. Oh, I'm going to go see the Rockets game. If I go to the Astros game, blinders are on. Nothing really else matters. Whatever's going on in life, this, that, and the other, don't care. I get to go to Minute Maid Park for three to four hours. So... 
you say it's like a religion, and I know a lot of people agree, and I love baseball, and I think just within the last three, four years, I've gotten better, but now I'm seeing things, the game within the game, so the pitching, the strike zone, the way the ump calls or doesn't call, the way a batter has to adjust, the way it takes an inning or two for things to kind of settle down for what is going to be called a strike and what isn't, and those are the things I never knew or cared about before, but you have a rule that I don't always respect, and you always say during an Astros game, what are we allowed to not do? Text me. Why? Because you got to respect the juju, especially during playoff baseball. You're going to have to expand on that. Playoff baseball? I mean, especially like now in this day and age. Okay, what do you have right here? You guys got Comcast, AT&T, right? YouTube. All right. I, I stream all my stuff at home. Yeah, YouTube, I got, Fubo. I got Fubo. Watching the game yesterday, bottom of the ninth, I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden, 15 seconds before I see it, I get an onslaught of text. Astros, 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 Astros. And what are we so calling that? Ruins. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, Yuli's up. What's up? Oh, something's going to happen right here. Respect the delay. Yeah, respect the delay. But see, it kind of like my. I've always been real weird about people texting me during games, but it really started during 2017 playoff run. Is that only because of just how big of the playoff run what it was? It was, for us or it was huge. Like, I went and I had season, I, a guy and I used to have season tickets in 04 and 05. I went to the World Series in 2005. I was a game four when we got swept. Me and my brother were probably one of the last 200 people to leave the stadium. Mm-hmm. Seeing it in 2017, going to bars and watching the first couple of games. When I went to watch game five, I was like, I can't, can't be in a bar. Can't be around people. Yep. I gotta be like, I need my laser focus to watch my Astros. Yeah. Couldn't even list after three innings. Couldn't stand Joe Buck. I literally got my YouTube speaker, <laughs> my Bluetooth speakers I have for golf. Put it on my coffee table and just played Spotify and watched the game. And then until like the sixth inning, I turned it back on. I would come up when the Astros were batting. I would do. I would. I would turn the TV back on. But if if, uh, if the Dodgers were batting. Couldn't listen to Joe Buck. I'm all about, you know, they won't read a stat. I'd hold my hand up over the stats so I didn't read it, whatever. If they say, you know, Julius over 27 against this pitcher, like, no. Because okay, of the jinx. It's the juju. you got to respect the juju. Okay, so 2017 playoffs, we all remember that. We all love that. Don't think we've had a team that good since. Unless you want to maybe count up until the, I don't know, 2019. Better or worse, same can't be better. I mean, we won a World Series in 17, but 2005, like, the team was ridiculous. Bagwell, Biggio, Jeff Kent, Carlos Beltran, like, yeah, but dude, Clemens, Pettit, Oswald, like. But we didn't hit the way we hit now. We didn't pitch the way we pitch now. That rotation was nasty. But it was, I mean, it's, it goes into, I think it's A.J. Hinch, 100% A.J. Hinch, why we won it. What do you, where is he now? Detroit. So he did get hired. Is yeah, he smoked us in the, like, last week. Is he? I didn't know. Is he the manager? Yeah, he's, oh, the, wow. he's the manager. And then Cora, who was our bench coach, is now the head. He got rehired in Boston. So how? Okay, so is baseball legit your favorite sport? Like, no question. No question. No question. Was it always, though? Always. Since you were a kid. Since I was a little pit when I moved here from London. Okay, so when was that anyway? Just so people 19, know. 1986. 
I remember the newspaper came and I watched the game before the night before against the Mets, and it was like the epic, like twenty whatever inning game it was. And my parents wouldn't let me watch it because it was on, you know, till like two o'clock in the morning. But like from that that game, got me hooked on baseball. Like the dome, I've been to the dome. I went oh, to like yeah. the birthday party of the dome, like the fiftieth anniversary, like three years ago, whatever it was. I had to go by and you know say goodbye to the old girl. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I spent. I've probably been to six, seven hundred Astros games in my life, like in an insane amount of games. That's ridiculous. So, uh, of course, everybody misses the dome that was around here. But how old were you when you came here? Six. Okay. So the other thing we have in common is that we neither one of us was born in this continent, but we got here as soon as possible. That's the best thing in the world. But I would still got it before you, just just for the record. Uh, let's see, T. How old was I when we came here? Two. One? Two. Okay. Two. All right. So, um, but, okay, so you've loved baseball your whole life. 2017 Strohs, but... Would it be a lot cooler if you had a South African accent? Yes. (laughs) So, as my wife always... Hello, hello, Matthew. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, that's Cockney English. No, that's not Cockney. Cockney is like when you rhyme words. (laughs) But it's terrible. It's like trash words. That's true. If I had had a South African accent... Things would have been different in my life. My wife says so, even. Oh, I wouldn't be single if I had a British accent. I don't know, man. Hello, hello, hello. That's not how it works. That's, oh, that's exactly how it works. That is, no, it, it is, but you, you're, what you're saying, that doesn't sound South African. That's like... Uh, no, I'm saying English. Oh, yeah. You mean you want your English accent? I want my English well, accent. Can't you bring it back when you want to? No, sometime? I can probably speak a better Australian accent. Than I really? Speak. Yeah. I thought for some reason back in the day you used to be bring it back like when you were drinking or something. Yeah, I could, but now I'm so far removed from it, I can't. It's funny because people, they don't think that you and I maybe to each other, we don't really have southern accents. Oh, yes, we do. But when you hear us talking to other people that aren't from here, they're like, oh, yeah, you do. When I went to London as a kid, we were at my uncle's house uh, off the Thames River in his condo. And we went down, walked around, and we were at a park eating lunch. At this restaurant, and these my brothers went out and they were playing in this, in this park. And these kids, one of them was messing with well, my youngest brother, kind of picking on, bullying him. And the other kid, I walked up and I was like, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, hold on. Hey, just, they're from Texas. Don't mess with them. Yeah. So, like, Texas is, if you go for any, anywhere in Europe, if you're from the US, it's like, eh. If you're from Texas, it's like a whole other world to them. They think we got chuck wagons and it's old west. There's like tumbleweeds rolling through. Like even though we're the fourth largest city in the country, people think it's the old west here. Well, that's the, that's true. But people think that even from the East Coast, dude. Yeah, because they're, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got some people I really love from the East Coast, but. It's about the third coast, so. <laughs> the Gulf I'm, Coast. We're lucky we live in Texas. Just that's all I'm going to say. We live, live in the best city and the best state and the best country. 100%. 100%. And it might even get even better the way things are now, but that's another conversation to have. We don't talk about we don't politics. We don't talk about politics here. I said it last time. We don't talk politics. But, um, okay, so I get the 2017 series was ridiculous. Everybody loved it. I remember when we got smoked by White Sox. Smoked. Yeah, like, what was it? Like, it was terrible, right? Dude, and it kind of broke my heart. And before that... Pujols, dude, we're playing right now. That's when he became the Astros killer when we were playing the Cardinals before that. When Brad Lidge got lit up and that ball probably hadn't landed yet still. That well, you was... know the story about the ball, right? No. Tell me. 
on the flight back, so they left that after that game. They left, went to the airport to fly back to St. Louis. And on the plane, no one's talking. It's real somber and quiet. Bagwell gets up, walks up to the cockpit, taps on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, if we look to the right side of the airplane, you will see the ball that Albert Pujols had hit off of Bagwell. <laughs> And the whole plane like laughed, you know, like they lightened the whole mood, and they were, you know, yeah. end up. They ended up going going to the World Series that year. So well, yeah, I just wish we had been able to have won at least one game in that series, but that's all good because that's what brought us to where we are now. I would you want to be a Patriots fan, like a no. Red Sox fan, like a Boston fan? No, like winning every year. I mean, no. that kind of spoils it. That kind of kills you. Like, I mean, we Houston for all intents and purposes, Houston sports pretty much have sucked our entire lives. Well, you've always said you think that Houston is a baseball city. Absolutely. It's not a football Absolutely. city. Absolutely. No way. Well, you – okay, but I would challenge that. Eve, what about like late 80s, early 90s when we had Love You Blue Houston Oilers? Right. You still had Mike Scott and Nolan, right? Astros. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. You See. had Bags. You had Biggio. You had Caminetti. You had all the guys. It was – if we all – we have been the first true professional sport we ever had in Houston were the Astros. I'm sorry. Go 45s. Infield-wise, today as we speak, when Altuve is actually in the game, not out. Probably tomorrow. Right. He comes back tomorrow, right? Yeah, they cleared him okay, yesterday. Good. When we have our starters in the lineup, are we the best infield in either the whole league or the American League? We probably West? have, even with Miles Straw in the starting lineup, who I think sucks. We have arguably the best Miles one, is not. One, to, one to nine lineup in, in, in all of baseball. It's, it is top three. For sure. So, Miles, you and mentioned him. I know dude can run like he's he the fastest in the league, but he can't catch a damn ball. He can't catch the line. Right? And he can't hit. I mean, he used to get on base well, a lot. Uh, until yesterday, the day before yesterday? He got a he hit a tri- today. He had a triple the day before yesterday, I think. Yep. And he hadn't had an extra base hit all season. Does he stay in center all year? <laughs> Probably. But we could get an acquisition during. Yes. You like, know. But. It's kind of transitional as far as minor leagues go because we traded everybody, you know, not everybody, but the Verlanders and, you know, all the other trades that we've made in the last, you know, 17 and 19 to make playoff runs. Yep. We've traded a lot of the way. They got a lot of the, a lot of the studs to get the bad, you know, the badasses. Yeah. But Lunau's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think that, look. I know he's fast, but it sucks to lose George Springer. That's a it's airplane. But you don't replace that, right? No, you, you don't even you try. Can't. You there's can't. No, there's not. There's nothing. I mean, anybody that we were talking about signing, there's, there's you can't. You, you just don't. I mean, who who would you take in replacement of him anyway at center? You wouldn't. Who is there anyone comparable anyway? Not really. No. I mean, okay. From we've already got money on the books for Grinky, Verlander, right. Monty, Altuve, Bregman. You know they're going to want to sign Jordan to a deal. They're going to want you know at, at some point now Altuve's got his you know he's six years into his six seven years into his big deal, but you got to pay other guys. But, I mean, Uncle Mike came back. I know, Thanks. which I'm happy about, dude. I love Uncle Mike, dude. But do they sign Correa again? I mean, he's on. He's this is his last year, right? I think he's done. I think he'll be a Yankee next year. Do you think he'll go before the end of the year? I think they'll trade. If you do? If, if we are not in you know, we're not in contention. For a playoff spot, a chances are we will be though. Yeah, chances are. So you sure. keep him for sure. Are. But if if we're not, they'll trade him for a deadline to reload and get the farm system. 
So you have to farm for him. So somebody, it'd be that if trading somebody, a team trading for him would be like what the Astros gave up for Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Even bigger name back in the day when we gave up to get Randy Johnson. But that you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned the signing, or we're gonna need to sign Yordan. We've already signed El Tuve. He's locked. Bregman's locked. What about Yuli? He's getting. He got an extension last year. I know he's, he's old. Dirt. Last year he's not. He's not old. He's old by baseball issues. Right. He's baseball thirty six. But you know, twenty twenty is an aberration year. It's the coronavirus year. And I thought about this yesterday and this afternoon before I came over here. And I think, you know, Yuli sucked last year. And a lot of guys sucked last year. Not just on the Astros, but just kind of in baseball well, of in general. Yeah. And I think it's going to affect guys when they go to Hall of Fame. I think when it's going to be like, oh, they didn't do this. Well, there's nobody really going to kind of take into account that we had this crazy fucked up year yep. of COVID. So. Yep. Man, they didn't have, they weren't able to work out together. They weren't able to do full spring training. You know, I mean, it's something that you have to ramp up. I mean, it's something as simple, you know, rehabbing from a pitcher. They got to do long toss. And they didn't, they didn't get any of that last year. Right. So, am I surprised Berliner got hurt? No. Does it suck? Yeah. Does, does he pitch again for us? Not yes. this year. Yeah, if we go to playoffs, yes. You think he'll come yes. back? Can he come back? Yes. Tommy John is not what it used to be. It used to be like an 18-month surgery rehab. But he won't be a Verlander afterwards. If he comes back, let's say, in October, you really think he can be the Verlander that he was? Yes. Hmm. Some say that Lance is even better after his surgery than he yes. was before because yes. they do it so Most well people, now. especially modern-day people that have Tommy John, like yeah. they used to be, you would have it once, and that was it. Like you, Later in your career, you could pitch another three, four years, and that was it. You were hmm. done. Right. Now, you guys will have it like two times. Remember Brian Wilson, the beard? Oh, yeah. From San Francisco? Yeah. He had one when he was at LSU, and he had another one with the Giants. And, I mean, he didn't suck after the Giants and Dodgers, but he was never what he was with the Giants, but he still was serviceable and good pitcher. But he, he only had two Tommy John surgeries. I mean, like, literally destroyed his arm twice. Okay, so if we get him back, fine. But my question to you is, is it... You know, again, this is me not being the right frame of mind for baseball yet, I think. I got a couple years to go because I'm so, I don't know, football-centric that, or, you know, whether it's college or not, 16 games, 17 games, if, you know, you lose one game, it can mean the difference. So my question is, usually it's, what, all-star break where you really want to take into consideration where are you, where are your holes, or is it later? Nope, not at all. I mean, baseball is still... Up in the air. In 2019, who did we play in the World Series? Who Nationals. won the World Series? Yeah. The Nationals. Yeah. They won the worst records in baseball. That was the worst game, by the way. In the All-Star break in 2019, they won the worst records in baseball. And they ended up winning the World Series. So you just don't ever know. No. So get to the playoffs, then worry about it. It is. I mean, in baseball, there's an inherently amount, a huge amount of luck. Right now, we're talking about you weren't on his bum knees and whatever. But know. he looks fucking he, phenomenal, He, he dude. hit a triple today. You yeah, but he's, he's smoking around the bases. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going. Like, we're moving. I don't What I don't like about moving, one thing that sucks, everybody kind of comes to me because everybody asks me about baseball, this, that, and the other. We got to suck now. We had half our fucking we team. We were on fire. And then we sucked. Why did we suck? Because you talked about, you called me last week and asked me about it. And I said, hey. And I didn't really think about it. And then after I hung up with you, after a couple of days later, I was like, man, this is bullshit. Because there are teams that were not playing 
games were canceled. We played because them. of COVID. That's right. And we had arguably three out of our four best players. Bregman, there Jordan, was no argument. And Altuve. No argument. Out. Yeah. For a week, week plus, and a half. Plus our DH. Yeah. Well, I mean, regardless position, sure. you know, position field, you know, playing field or not, but our three best hitters are two best, well, three best are period on the team outside of you. Like, who's mine? Yeah, I know he's your boy. He's I'm going to get to that. But you can't take away that much and expect to be able to maintain. Like it's like you can't you can't remove a JV, a Verlander, no. and expect just Grinky to step up. But dude, yes, but Grinky, I said to myself before the season started, based on how it was looking, that he's got to pitch the best he's ever pitched for us this season. And honestly, he looks like he kind of is. Oh, he's dealing. He is dealing, bro. And I think what a lot of people, casual fans, don't understand about it is... He's not the funnest to watch. No, but, but no, he's fun to watch. If you, if you, he Yes, he is, but only not if you're a casual fan. If you're somebody like you or somebody who can see what a pitcher does, the game well, within the game... Uh, it's over. It's sixteen two. Okay, sixteen two. Great. Would I? What would I? Would you rather watch sixteen two the game? Sixteen to two. Four uh, Give me like a three to one. Three to one. Three to one. Give me like a three run bomb. Like the game we had the other night. Play a little small ball, get on base, hit a bomb, and then you get a pitcher throwing seven eight innings. Possibly, I mean, we don't get complete games anymore. But like right. if they throw in seven eight, set up, close, done. Like that's an awesome game. I'd rather watch that game than. But I will say. You're talking about close games like we had the other night. When we were tied going into the bottom of the ninth and we didn't score, I said to Chrissy, I said, you know what? I'm not watching this shit. And it wasn't because I was upset about the Strohs or I was like, ah, fuck this game. No, I'm sorry. You can. I want to know your thoughts. But this starting a runner on second to me is terrible. I don't oh. like it. It's my daughter's softball league is the same rule type of shit. Why? And why did they keep it? Why? And why did you even bring it in? What does that have to do with the short yeah, I'm, season? I'm old school when it comes to baseball and just kind of life in general. If it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. But don't you? Right. Like, they're talking about doing stuff. So, like, you asked me about work earlier, and, you know, we've sponsored. This will be our fourth year to sponsor the Sugarland Skeeters. Yeah. And I, I, I re-upped to our, our contract last year because I, had, I knew and I followed, you know, stupid amount of baseball and I knew that they were going to try and make the Skeeters an affiliated team yeah. meaning they were playing in indie ball not affiliated with any major league team so guys that need to like try and resurrect their careers they go play out with the Skeeters and that happened to Casimir and there's a bunch of other guys they had five guys last year I think maybe that went to the show really? in their little crazy COVID league that they did with four teams I didn't but know they had those kind of players on there it was uh, there was no minor league ball Minor league baseball got canceled, so it made like the one that that league where four teams and you know twenty five guys a team, that hundred players that was the pool for major league baseball when people got injured and people needed players to call up, that was what they went to. So, the rule sucks. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. With the back back to the Skeeters, like so they're doing a thing in independent ball this year, uh, not because Skeeters are AAA for the Strohs. Thank you, but. They're doing a rule where they're trying to move the mound back another foot. They are doing a rule when you pull the starting pitcher, the DH gets benched. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. I don't. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. And this is coming from somebody who grew up as a National League fan 
Astros baseball, watching pitchers hit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. I thought the American League was Bush League with a DH. Yep. Now we have a DH. I love it. I think the National League <laughs> sucks. For me, like I like hitting, I like watching pitchers hit. I think it's awesome. Like Mass and Bumgarner, especially if you have a Granky. They hit home. They hit bomb. They drop bombs. Mm-hmm. But the DH is the DH. It, it saves pitchers from getting hurt. It saves somebody from going out there and running the bases. So they need to sit there on the arm, you know, on the bench, still let their arm rest, ice it down, warm it up, whatever you do, you know, on the, whatever your routine is. Not having a DH, stupid. The DH should be a universal rule in baseball. It should be for the hitter only. Pitchers never hit. That's it. It's done. You know, okay, so these rules that are coming in, do you think they're coming from the same, I don't want to say people, but the same institution of the MLB that a lot of people are pissed off at right now for reasons we won't get into, but do you think those are the same kind of people that are making these Bush League dumbass rules. No, I think it's the same. I think it's millennial. I think it's the millennial mindset. People are sitting there and appease me now, the instant gratification. I think it's stupid the NFL won't let them wear colored socks or, you know, what's it, who's the headboard uh, with pink dreadlocks? In the NFL? In the NFL. But he wore for Mother's Day and he got fined for Oh, it. I don't know this one. It's, uh, he played for the Panthers. It's, uh, was he? Back. Uh, oh, D'Angelo Williams? Yes. Yeah, that was, yes. That was a couple really years ago. Ones were, like, they wear pink in the league yeah. because of Well, they him. do it all October for breast Because of him. Like, he brought that awareness to the league. And then when he did it outside of that month, he got fined for it. Like, Dude, they can't even wear their socks the way they want in that league. league baseball it. started doing it now where you can actually wear the fun socks. And you can wear different crazy shoes. I mean, like, Lance McCullers, you got Batman shoes and Superman shoes and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, it's... The NFL is the no fun league. I mean, it's all sports right now. Everybody wants, they want people to turn, tune in, watch. And any stupid reason that a casual person is going to watch because Lance McCrone is wearing Batman shoes, I'm all for it. If that's another fan that wants baseball, wants to get hooked on baseball because Lance wearing. Well, yeah. If it draws more people, that's great. But I don't know. I just think this year it's been interesting to see. A lot of people, whether it's social media or whatever, which, again, I'm trying to stay off of for the most part. I mean, I'll do this kind of stuff, but, you know, I, I'm turning that, that off mostly. But um, that some people think that baseball, like I know people that you and I both know that I won't mention that refuse to watch the Astros. Give me initials. <laughs> because of this, the ML, what the MLD, MLB did with the All-Star game. And I said... I am not going to let anyone take something I love away from me. I'm still going to watch them. I don't care. The Astros didn't make that decision. Those players didn't make that decision. Yeah, I mean... That's why I'm like... And then they go to Colorado, which is in and of itself very hypocritical just because of the fact that if you look at why they left Atlanta in the first place, and they go to Colorado where the... Anyway, that's a difference. But my point is... Politics aside, nothing should be done... To appease the minority. Why are politics even involved in sports? Well, I think that's... Up until now, this year, MLB has the best ratings that they've had in the last, like, 35, 40 years. And NFLs are in the shitter. And NFLs in the shitter. Why? And the NBA's in the shitter. Why? Yeah. Because nobody wants politics in sports. That's... (coughs) Politics... Sports are people's release. Yes. That is their getaway. Yes. From everyday life. It's what happens at work or your home. Whatever. Life sucks. You get that release for however many hours that you're at a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game, whatever your jam is. Like, that's your release. That's your little getaway, get out of jail for the night card. That's right. 
And whatever your choice of sports is, it shouldn't entail you getting angry or triggered or gaslit by anybody else talking and commenting on the game that you're watching. If you're getting if you're getting triggered by a sporting event, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a little too sensitive. Like, no, I, I, I agree. Like but I'm just saying. Like, yeah. You know I mean? like, but are, but they're like, are they standing or are they sitting? Anyway, we're getting into politics, so I'm gonna cut it right there. Because I'll, I'll go, dude. I will go all day. And no, I'll, but no, it's it's baseball is my shit. Like it's. I I know you love the game of baseball, and I know you mentioned Yuli, and I know you said that he's your boy. So I'm a, I've been a little upset because the Astros got rid of both my favorite players that I had at one time or another: George Springer, and then my boy. Woo. Okay, I know Reddick wasn't all that, but I had to find a new favorite Astro. So I was going back and forth, didn't really know. Now, I think it's Bregman for a number of reasons. Go Tigers. But, go Tigers. But, I think to me, dude's a scrapper. He hits. He's probably the, well, he's one of. Player. He's I mean, one he of is. the best third baseman in the league. He's just a, he's just a. And he's a natural shortstop. And the way he hits, dude, he hunts that ball. He just can be up there for five, six, eight pitches. I said on Christmas card. Yeah. Tell me about more about that. I mean, there's a way to find, I'm not going to say it, put it out in public knowledge, but there's a way to find pretty much anybody on the internet, as long as you're a registered voter. Hey, what's up, Coach? <laughs> hey, buddy. I like black laughs, too. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Everybody, that's uh, that's Cody. This is this is T's dog. This is this is T's baby. He's here. on the mic. He's on the mic. You can hear him now. He wants to, he wants to get in. Come here, come here. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, dude. What you you said you sent Bregman a Christmas card. Oh yeah. So did he reply? No. No, but I we I got some Christmas cards. I got a whole bunch for work, and I was like, I, I didn't extras. get one. You fucker. I sent you one. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I did. <laughs> okay. The wife got it. You didn't. <laughs> but I sent him. I sent one to Altuve. I sent one to Mike Tyson. I sent did one to George Foreman. You sent like, one to Tyson? Then, did you send these like from Daniel Ebbs or from... Oh, I sent it from the oh. Thiessen Law Firm. Okay. Yeah. From the firm, bro. Well, I'm going to have to maybe get with you like off... I might have to get with you off air about how you... How you it's easy. That. It's easy. Shouldn't be that easy. It's kind of scary that it is. Well, I mean, you can have an unlisted. Your, your house going to be unlisted on HCAD. Yeah. But I can find out where you live in like literally thirty seconds. So that reminds me, there is a uh, somebody I know in the neighborhood here who just moved, um, who has another house around the corner that they thought would be sold. Now they're going to lease it out, or they might. Guess who comes around and says. I am interested in leasing your home. I had bad freeze damage at my house. Would you be willing to lease it to me? One of the killer bees. That's all I'm going to tell you. I will. Bid you. Nope. Derek Bell. <laughs> no. no. The West, the people don't know that. That's one of the original killer bees. Before Berkman. Before Berkman. It was Derek Bell. Berkman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do it or if they did it or whatever, but I'm like, dude, you just need to... It's not like he's not good for the money. He's going to pay his rent. <laughs> but anyway, you mentioned, you know, the the killer bees, all that stuff back in the day. 
And so Bregman, that's why I said he's my favorite Astro now, I guess. Because I love Yuli and all that. You know, El Tuve, all the, everybody. I love him too. Yuli is... He's part of the Cuban Missile Yuli Crisis, is dude. the best Cuban baseball player in the history of Cuba. Really? Yeah. Okay. His dad is like the Mickey Mantle of Cuban baseball. So, would you say he's our best first baseman we've ever had? Absolutely fucking not. Ever? Not even fucking close. Okay, then who is? Jeff Bagwell. My Jeff okay. Bagwell's my... Just, just, just check Depending on what mood I'm in, is my favorite Astros player of all time. Well, he bags his badass. My other one is Caminetti. Well, okay. Yeah, so Caminetti, his birthday... Caminetti, Caminetti is near and dear. So, why though? Because, is it because of how he was... On the field, off the field, or both? Or is it just because of he was just a beast and he was who... He's just a beast. He's just a bad motherfucker. Do you think Bregman can be another Caminetti? I mean, like, freebasing cocaine and... <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, minus minus the freebasing cocaine. Speedballs? No. Picking hookers up on the freeway. Loading out your Mercedes to hookers. And... Yeah. I didn't know all that. So I got arrested. <laughs> okay, but on the field, could he be another Caminetti? Uh... He's... Dude, he's... Yeah, I mean, is he an MVP candidate? Absolutely. Right. Caminetti win one? Sure. He did it on roids. He didn't win a series either. No. They but. played. They we got beat by the Padres in '98, and with Randy Johnson, Cami beat us. Lost the Yankees in I think four or five games in the World Series that year. So you have to choose. You would put our infield now up against Caminetti, Bagwell, and whoever the hell else was playing in the infield. I'm not sure at that time. In the heyday, of, we talk yeah. about Minute Maid, we talk about Dome. Talking about... Bagwell days. Bagwell days, Minute Maid, the year we went to the series kind of time. It was Bagwell... Wait, wait, wait. When was Caminetti on there? I'm not... He's the Astro. He's a Domer. Oh, he's, he's Domer. Okay. He's Domer. He played one so, year with us Minute Maid. Okay, so forgive me. Was he ever with Bagwell together? Yeah. Okay. Who was at second and short? In 05, it was Bagwell at first. Jeff Kent... At second base, Jeff Kent, Adam Everett at short, Morgan Ensberg at third. To like it. Hidalgo was in right. Like I mean, I could. Oh, have, dude, Hidalgo, man. We had, we had that one. He was. What's his face there? Um, El Caballo. Um, fucking Carlos Lee. No, yeah. fuck that guy. He wasn't there. <laughs> he was like oh eight or nine. He, he was, was so fucking, big. Yeah, dude. He sucked. He bombed it every once in a while. No, no. He was just terrible. Just overpaid asshole. Who's better, Carlos Lee or Carlos Correa? Oh, fucking Carlos Correa. You who's better Carlos? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, you asked me who's the best first baseman in the history of Astros? Yeah. Uli probably is third for me. Third? Third. Well, then who's first? First is Bags. Then who's second? Who's the big bobber? Who? Glenn Davis. The original, <laughs> 27. So what's going to happen this year? Just call it. Are we okay? Because when we first started, the the league looked as if it always does. You don't know who's what and whatever. And I know we started hot and everyone, and it looked like the A's are the ones we have to beat. Maybe the Angels. Now, I know it. Who knows? Because we're at the bottom, even though me might be. The it's looking like it's the A's. Probably the A's, but now, but dude, they look like dongs when we played them. Yeah, they lost their first six games and they won their next eleven. Right. So, so does that about. mean it's going to go? It's like literally what it is. We suck this week. We're awesome the next. It is a roller coaster for 162 games. I guess maybe, and I've talked about it before, there's just something about it. I just have to learn how to be part of that pace yourself, long game type of attitude, which I don't have. It is a game of patience. But I'm not good at the long game of how you have to look at baseball. I'm more into the shorter season. I'm more into... 
it's a couple of games here and there. It takes just a few to go into a... Yeah, I don't have patience at all. And I should because I have children. But that isn't helping because my girls are eight years old. <laughs> you said Tuesdays. Tuesday, Tuesday, Monster Jam? Dude, no. So we were supposed to go to the Poison, Motley Crue, Def Leopard. I guess I'll include Joan Jett. Thanks a lot, COVID. And then COVID fucks it up. Not once. But twice. Not twice. It was on a Saturday night originally. We have badass tickets. Second, first and second round club. Of the club at Minute Maid Park. Awesome lineup. Right? They rescheduled to a fucking Tuesday. Why? I'd like to know. Can't we talk to somebody at the Astros and say, hey, man. Blame the Astros. Blame the Astros. It is bullshit. It is absolute horseshit. You said it before we came on air, and I agree. There should be some kind of mandate that says no concerts should be booked between the days of Monday and Wednesday anywhere. That's just ridiculous. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Only. That's fine. Only. That's fine. Now, I'm sure the, the, the artists would disagree with me because then they're going to make less money. But my point is, is that... But are they really? Uh, maybe. Probably not. But my point is, is we... I'd rather pay $250 for a ticket instead of one, one, instead of $125 on a Tuesday. I'd rather pay $250. Well, of course. Just to supplement it. But we got screwed. We're still going to go. It's going to be what it is. Fine. Do we know who's really headlining the concert, though? We've had an argument about this. I know who I think it should be. So it's not Joan Jett. Well, it's clearly not Joan Jett. So we've got Crew, Poison, and Lep. Crew, Poison, Lep. Who should be third? That, what I just said. Just say three, all three. One, two, three. Crew, Crew. Poison, Lep. <laughs> you think Molly Crew is three, period. Yes, yes. No, there's no doubt. Crew is last. Will Leopard headline it? I think they should. Yes. But I'm going for Poison. I The way it's being advertised, it looks like Molly Crew is headlining. And if that's the case, we're leaving early. I don't oh, care what you say. Fine. I don't want to see Vince Neil. It's not that I don't love Molly Crew. To be clear. The last Crew concert we went to, Vince Neil was, was terrible. awful. No, was big Vince guy. Neil shot his shit out, his voice, years and years ago. It's not that I don't love Molly Crew. I love Molly Crew. Between the two of us, how many Molly Crew concerts do you think we've seen either together at and least or... a half a dozen together? Probably at least. At least. one of the first ones, actually. Your wife. Yes, she did. When I lived with Don. That was a badass concert. I get a phone call from a two A one number, and I never pick up numbers, ever, that I don't have on my phone. For some reason, I picked it up that day. Hello. Hey, I'm. This is Christy. Matt's girlfriend. I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? She's like, uh, do you, uh, she said, like, she asked, hey, what, where should I buy tickets from Motley Crue? I was like, oh, I don't know. Just buy whatever. Like, buy the best ones that you can. She's like, I was like, you're buying these for Matt, right? She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, but, she's like, I'm buying them for Matt for Valentine's Day. I'm like, well, that's yeah. fucking awesome. She's like, yeah, but I was like, you have, I was like, you have a great time. She's like, no, well, I'm buying them for him and you. Jack Dunn approved. <laughs> <laughs> that is when you officially. So Chrissy has been absolutely gravy in my butt. Chrissy <laughs> can do no wrong. All, All right, right, Hamilton. Chrissy is cool. So we got screwed. I think it should be. Yes, it should be Motley Crue. Joan Poison. Jett. Actually, it should be Motley Crue. Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I was saying. So we love Molly Crew. We've been to maybe half a dozen concerts together and maybe of oh, just the crew just We've the been crew to way many more yeah remember when was it um the crew and aussie didn't they do one or was it crew and slash anyway the one we went to though that christy bought us tickets for it was crew but somebody we almost got kicked out for smoking heaters. oh yeah we're smoking the heaters <laughs> and we got that light but they had the pyrotechnics that were like maybe 20 feet from us yeah dude our faces were time, burning off why outside was that was the last time Crew was good. Ever no, since. No, we've been to one me. other. There've been one other show that we went to that was decent. We're like Tommy leaving out in the, in the thing. And then, Are you sure it wasn't that show? Yeah. Well, because yeah, we were close. To let, let's just both agree it's been fifty. No, uh, at least ten years since they've been good. The last one we went to, we told ourselves we wouldn't go to it. Yeah, and I mean that. Yeah. The only reason I'm going to this one is it's because of Leopard and Poison. And poison. Smiley Crew just happens to be a bonus. Who is that? Okay, so who's headlining? Do you agree it's Leopard? Or it, it should, should be, be Leopard. Of course it should be. You think that if... Okay, so Poison does go after as headline. Cool. Leopard, fine. Crew, I'm leaving early. If, if the crew is headlining it, I'm, I'm leaving totally early. fine with like... All right, take money, whatever you want. Like, listen to the first two songs, then haul out. Or do you want to really just for fun say, "Hey, let's just see if he still sounds like shit." Oh, he, we're gonna know he sounds like shit. I mean, Mick Mars can't move; he's got spina bifida, but he can't move. Tommy Lee's cool, but he's behind the drum set. Nikki Six is a badass, no doubt. But so you're going to see either that's what Tommy I'm Lee's drum stupid solo, which in the day like I don't go to any concert to see the fucking drummer. It's to see like the singer and the guitar. Unless you were lucky enough to see Neil Peart, rest in peace. I wish we could have gone to a Rush concert. Yes. And a Van Halen concert. Those are the two that I remember. Growing up, I didn't like, I was not a Rush fan. Not a Rush fan. So. But in the last 15, 20 years. I love Rush. A huge Rush fan. Exit stage left. I remember actually T here was the one who listened to Rush a lot. And I got on to Rush because of that. Tom Sawyer, of course, and all that. taught you the way. She did in some regards. Yes. But I'll leave early if that's the case. But talking about concerts, this, that, and the other, we were talking about this before. How many concerts collectively do you think is represented at this table right here? Period. That you and I have gone to together? No. Or, no, 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 collectively. Whether we've been together or not, how many concerts do you think at this table? In our lifetimes? Yeah. 70 to 80? A piece or no, together, together? Collectively. That's mm, probably right. I would say 30 to 40 each. Do you know that there is somebody we both know that's almost been to that many of just one band? That's fucking terrible. And you know who this is. I know exactly who it is. They're, <laughs> they're at a lake house right now. They are at a lake house and she may or may not be a twin. And may not or may not have... Injured her foot. She may or may not be celebrating the year anniversary of she a may really or may not bad be injury. Whiskey. She may. <laughs> and her sister, another type of liquor. Her sister may or may not have a name that rhymes with candy. Their parents like to drink. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, okay. So maybe 70, 80. Now together, I was trying to figure it out. I don't know the exact number, dude. And it doesn't matter. It's got to be in the double digits at least. I think it's probably close to, I don't know, 16, 17, maybe more. If you add 
everything together? I bet you and I have been to 20 shows together. Okay, Easy. so 20, 20 Easy. shows. Easy. And of all those shows, we have hit some epic, historic, amazing shows that we're all very lucky. And you were talking about had we been able to see Rush or Van Halen back in the day. Absolutely, I wish. Hey, Van Halen is one of my top five guitarists of all time. He was... There wouldn't be a lot of guys today if it wasn't for Eddie. However, there are two, two I think, bands right now that are on my bucket list left. Only two. Now, it was one, and then I realized I needed to add another. And for me, that is Tool and Rage. When I see Tool and I see Rage Against the Machine live, I will be 100% satisfied. I can die a happy man. Done. Because what I'm getting at is, you and I have this debate a lot. Our top five concerts of all time. The funny thing is, you and I have been to the concerts that we talk about in our top five together, most of them. Well, but like one or two. Yeah, about one or two. So you're in Metallica. I'm not one of mine. You weren't in Ozzy, though. You weren't in Boston. Right. So, But with Ozzy, what's one of the best Ozzy shows was the Torrential Downpour. Black Sabbath. Ozfest. 2007. Ozfest. Four. Was it 2004? Four. Okay. 2004. Then Velvet Revolver. Yes. And Duff gets on the mic. Goes, yes. Dallas, drop your linen and start drinking. <laughs> Turned to you and Raji. I was like, did you just Dallas. say that, dude? I think Duff hadn't been sober yet at that no, point. No, but then they start, oh, there's Wylander's Wylander Duff. But then, like, the next, every single song, Houston, Houston. Like, no. And then they got done and the curtain dropped. The curtain drops. And it says Black Sabbath. And it's... in Stephanie's writing lit up with black lights. All you hear, we were on the lawn. In the fucking torrential downpour. No, it hadn't started raining yet. You could feel it was coming, but it wasn't there yet. But everybody's smoking weed. You Everyone, see you see these off. lighters going off here and there. You smell the weed here. It comes and goes. And we're drinking, hear, the, and we're drinking that nasty-ass, watered-down draft beer, and then all of a sudden... Here's time! Here's time! Let's go We're fucking, fucking crazy. crazy. Kurt drops. Boom. Goosebumps instantly. And Tony like, Iommi. The next song after Geezer that. Geezer Butler. It was a fucking Mr. Geezer Butler. Yes. It was Ozzie. a fucking torrential downpour. And then. I locked my keys in my fucking car. Yes, you did. And then. No, but hold on. This is where I was going to go with this. Because this is, I think. What, you almost got stabbed that night? Yes. I, yes, I did. Um, this, I think, is. Um, I have to put this in my top five as a Black Sabbath, but even alone, Black Sabbath, we've seen how many times? Three or four? Yeah. Okay. Every one of them delivers the same to me. Yes. But this one, particularly because of the environment and because of yes. what happens. So yes. Ozzy Osbourne is sitting there, and we've been listening to him now for maybe an hour. We're going crazy on the lawn at the woodlands, this, that. He ends it with, as he should, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. And those dooms, dooms, Was that the show? That's when the thunderstorm rolled in. But no, was that the show when it was that one or the next one that we saw when he was like, Mr. Gizabatla? It was the next show. Was that it? was the show that we went to with Conrad. That was just the three of us. Okay, so I was on the, the way. The one over. I'm talking about is with Yumi and Raji. I was thinking about, speaking of Conrad, I was thinking about, I was like, man, because so I've known Matt for like 20 years. I was like, man, like, what, what's the first show that I went to come up with that? And I was like, it was with Conrad. Yep. And it was, picked you up when you live with Dusty. Do you remember um, who it was with? Cinderella. They all was going to come to me and 
Leopard, I think. Well, Dev Leopard was the but that was, was the, the headliner. And we and we <laughs> sat on top of the parking garage. Can <laughs> between the three of us killed like like two eighteen packs of beer. No, it was one eighteen pack in under an hour. Yes, and then like we like nobody was parking next to us. No, we were all because alone. we were just tailgating, and then the yeah. cops come like, "Hey boys, how you doing, officer? You guys gonna clean all this shit up?" Yep. Yes, sir. Okay, as you were. Which is ridiculous. You yeah, have you have three enough. guys that are like 23, whatever. Dude, what's the, why are we drinking 18 beers in an hour? Because we can't. Because we were. And we could <laughs> back in those days. And that was just to start the damn concert. Oh, yeah. Now, anyway, that concert was great at the Woodlands, but Black Sabbath, playing Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, a torrential thundering downpour with the Prince of Darkness on stage, and there's mud, and there's blood, and there's beer, and there's just this rain, and everyone's just raging, and you're outside, and he's like, yeah, let's go crazy! And it was fucking epic it was amazing but you never would have had that had it not been for being outdoors and all that but i'd still rather listen to ozzy the way i heard him with conrad also which was the concert i saw before the last one which we'll talk about which was just ozzy osbourne as ozzy osbourne band with the best metal guitarist alive today tony Owe. alive today zach wilde Period. Tony Iommi is a godfather of metal guitar. He's yes, he's Genesis. There would be metal. no Zach Wild without Randy Rhodes. There'd be no Randy Rhodes without a Tony Iommi, and so on and so forth. However, Tony's king. He's Tony one. is. He's one. He is one the of first. the godfathers he's of guitar, and that's going to be another podcast for sure. We had to roll that one back for the next one. We got to roll that one back because Ebs and I don't we gotta, agree. We gotta let that one build. For We're going to let that one build a little bit. Yo, that one's coming. And I got a surprise guest that might come on with us for that. That's going <clears> to, <throat> uh, I think, contribute greatly to that subject. But point is, tell up. Do you remember <laughs> after that concert was over? So if no one's ever been who's listening to the Woodlands, which I doubt, but you have to make this long walk from the pavilion across this river thing into the garage. There's or a walkway into yeah. across the water. And there's just this mass amount of people. Like there's like think. a thousand people on this like walkway. And you yeah. can only fit like two, two wide, three wide maybe. In three ground. wide, but everybody's just going whatever. And in pouring rain, everyone's hammered. And then so Matt is in full. If we have this hasn't been discussed here or the last episode with Dan is Matt can pretty much quote any movie Verbatim. Maybe. And it's a torrential downpour and he goes into full metal jacket mode. Yes, sir. And I he did. starts going private pile the whole And why did about. I do that? Shout out to John Raggio because him and I quoted it constantly. Yes. And we were walking across and then I see him going and he's doing the whole footlocker skiing scene and he's sitting there talking about, what is in your foot private footlocker, private pile? I'm like, oh shit, this is not going to go well. And why wasn't and it going to go And there's a 300 pound like five foot ten Mexican with like Sanchez across his fucking chest with his shirt off because it's raining. He had the thirteen on his neck. Maybe I don't remember that. He did. But I knew as soon as you said, <laughs> You disgusting fat body and you said it and it was like everybody stopped. He turns around and says, What the fuck? Raggio and the guys behind said, Bro, bro, it's from a movie. It's from a movie. It's cool, it's cool. And I seriously thought that you were going to get stabbed. And then you, you literally, from we got off the walkway and we walked to your to, to Blue. To Old Blue Tahoe. Old Blue, to the Old Blue Tahoe. That's drove right. 30 miles away home because it was fucking raining so bad. 
but you always looked the entire way back to your truck. It was, hey, where's Charlie? Where's Charlie? We're looking for Charlie. It was like Vietnam. Raggio, Raggio had a, a Vietnam flashback when he was never in Vietnam. And he wasn't even born. <laughs> he was looking for Charlie. He, he was running around quoting Robert Duvall from Platoon. God, he was goodness. looking for Charlie in the, in the woods. And it's it, a torrential downpour. And and like, I'm like, what are you doing? Back. He's like, I'm looking for Charlie. Dude, I'm like, what? Back. It probably took an hour. To drive back, doing thirty I remember. miles an hour. Of we were and we were banging out to the JL tens in the back to something badass. I'm sure in the blue, should not have been driving. This fucking windshield wipers are full. Can't see shit during thirty miles. Five going south and fucked up. Oh yes, um, so that's one of them. But don't drink and drive. You do. You get busted. Call Harvey Diesel. It's a nice plug there. A little shout out. Hook you up with the friend discount. No, no, there is no friend discount. Well, there's a friends and family discount. Okay, sure. friends and family discount. No. So, okay, top five. We can negotiate a broadcast discount. I mean, like, you want well, to... you know, we can talk about that. You know, I'll shout start. out, hit the broadcast, get a discount. Done. Fine. Hey, there you go. And I, hey, I'll I'll plug these in law firm all day. I don't need to sponsor. I'll just do it. He speaks for himself. He's a bad. He boy really guy. does. Anyway, we won't get into talk about work shit. No, no, no. So, top five concerts go. For you. With or without including ACDC? Because ACDC is probably. Well, what do you think, bro? Come on, it has to include. Top, number one five, concert, top five number one concerts concert, of all time. Number for one you? concert I've ever been to, no questions asked. Any, anything is ACDC, Foxborough, Massachusetts, kicking off their North American tour in Gillette Stadium like 25 miles back. No question, bar none, best concert I've ever been to. Fucking fireworks as they're playing for those about to rock, close out the show. Rivaled any Fourth of July concert or Fourth of July fireworks that I've ever seen. Like it was in fucking insane. Okay. Number two, we went the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Like I remember three songs into it, we just turned to each other like, "Dude, this is fucking like is epic." It's historic. Yeah, like and like thought about it, and it was like we were watching it. Your girls listened to it. My mother. Your mom listened parents, to it. And yeah. then, like, your fucking grandparents probably mm-hmm. listened to it. So it's like, well, name another band that you can listen to, like, four generations have listened to. And that man, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and all of what they've been through, especially Mick, had just had heart valve replacement yeah. surgery. Yeah, the schedule so they pushed it back six months, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, so that's your number two. Number two. Three is three, four, or any ACDC show that I've been to. What about the one we went to in Houston? The f- well, Toyota Center. The first one. The first, the first one. one we went to, and it was the uh, Rocker. No, it was Black Ice. Yep. That was, that one probably hits it. That's my favorite non-Foxborough ACDC because it was my first ACDC concert. But another one that's massively up there is GNR, bro. Which one? Bryant. First one. That's the, the first, first reliant. The first gun song that I saw. That's the first time I ever seen That was guns. the first time you seen him live? I never You didn't saw go to that one everyone and their mother went to when didn't they were in the Astrodome nope. back in eighth grade? Because I had fucking finals the next day and my dad was like, no, like you <laughs> gotta get to the high I didn't care. Like, you can't fucking go. Like, guns and Roses, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Yeah, missed it. Didn't go. Okay. But I thought about that as I was going down your street. I was like, you know what? GNR is relevant now. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah. I love Guns N' Roses. You love Guns N' Roses. But they don't... like We love them infinitely more now because we've seen them in the last like five, six years. Agree. It made them relevant again. Like my nephews, if you ask Oliver who his favorite band is, 
ACDC. So you think that them and coming George back... Will scream, and George will scream, my favorite band is Guns N' Roses. My work as an uncle is done. So you think doing the tour, they said that it would never happen, had made people that were younger back in the day Absolutely. who never would have heard. I think okay. it reintroduced another generation. That's, I like that. Right. Do you know that there was one time I actually, um, this was college days, uh, I was out with somebody on a date, and she, and I was playing, and Sweet Child of Mine came on. And I was like, oh, God. Don't you just love this song? I mean, it's one of the... She had no idea. She didn't know what the... F I'm like, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. No, you're I talking like... How can I seriously... Like, introduce you to Rush? I'm the oldest of four. You don't think that my brothers and my sister... How do you not know Sweet Child of Mine? I don't know. But like, you, I guarantee you all three of them do. But are there songs that are like, things that I've played with them? You know, like, well, hold on. You've got, up, so you've gone like, ACDC, then uh, Stones. Stones. Then you're saying three, four... You... I'd have to just depend. It's a, it's a mood thing. Like I'm gonna put. You like, should put GNR. I put. Uh, I put GNR. The, the GNR Reliant shows up there, and then we saw him at. I saw him in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, and then I saw him at Toyota Center with you, and Derek and and Chuck. Yep. And then you disappeared to go sit with Derek, and then in Chuck the front. And yeah. then Chuck got me, and I was front row, and that yeah. was pretty fucking epic. Yeah. I mean, for two thirds of the concert, oh, yeah. I was staring from at like. 15 feet from Slash. Yep. It was... I have video wicked. of that, and that was, was outstanding wicked. when he did his solo. I was out of my mind. It was cool. Billy Gibbons came out there. They did. They played some wow. it, but that was the week that That was the week that uh, Scott Wilde died. And they played, right. uh, they played some STP. That's right. They did play STP. So that was and cool. Axel was on That was his, cool. Axel was on point. And actually, with, no, and the, the Reliant show with, with GNR, when they came out, and they did, uh, was it uh, November Rain, when he came out with the piano. Yep. And the piano was like fucking. He was like, fucking up. Well, like no, a couple of the keys were broken. The piano, yeah, so like, yeah. And yep. he's like, oh fuck. And I was like, oh shit. Like really, my first Guns N' Roses concert. He's no. gonna cancel this shit and no, no. walk off stage. No, 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 no. That's not the old Axel. No, no. New Axel. He needs the money. Oh yeah. They fixed it. I don't remember how, but they did. No, and he I, started I, over. I think didn't he? he just. I think he just said fuck it and played it. Played through. Well, it. I couldn't tell. But I, I mean, that's fucking Axel. Okay. What about Black Sabbath? What about? That because I still have four for you. I don't have your fifth. I have. I had. I had, if, I had to, if I had not be selfish and not put ACDC in there, you can only put ACDC once. I'm gonna put in. It was at uh, at the winter, Verizon or whatever the hell it's called. Poison and Cinderella. Ah uh, yes, that was fucking when we it's, lost Claire. Uh, and then like in the middle of Poison set, and all of a sudden this girl pops up on some random dude's shoulders. <laughs> like, That's fucking Claire. Yeah. So okay. All right, look, think about that. Poison that is, is one of the best bands I've ever seen in life. No questions asked. Oh, for sure. They're epic live. Dude, Brett Michaels is a showman. CC DeVille, Ricky Rocket, Bobby Dahl. I think if you put, never mind the band for a second, whether you like him or not, Brett Michaels as a front man is one of the best. He's not top, he's maybe top six, five, well, they, they, they were talking about a little gray. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. That's, we're, we're talking about front man. There's a gray area for me because... But dude, Brett Michaels hey, is poison. Let me ask you a question. When you think of ACDC, who do you think of? Brian Johnson. Okay. Is Brian Johnson the front man for ACDC? Originally? No, he's not. No. It's Angus. Yeah. Angus is a fucking legend. Well, I would rather watch but, Angus than Brian Johnson. Like I've out of every celebrity I've ever met in my entire life and everything else. This, that, and the other people famous. I mean, like when I was bartending, I waited on Richard Branson. Like, no question, easy, didn't care. If I fucking met Brian Johnson, I would lose my fucking shit. So, okay. But think about that. That's a heavyweight top five you have. 
Those are epic. So I thought about this before the, the show. I was like, you know what? What was the last show I saw? It was Rolling Stones with you. That's how long it's been since I've been to a concert. I know the first one you went to was David Allen Coe not too long ago. Yeah, if I didn't, if we're doing top concerts, it's I'd almost have to put just rock. But I've seen David Allen Coe like a well, I know close to a dozen I love times. David Allen Coe too. He's my all time favorite. Kind he's of he's he, he is awesome, and I know he's good live. He he's always, outlaw. Like he makes he any kind of gigs, he makes any gigs forever. He should like be dead. Like he should twelve be, year old. Well, he shouldn't even be alive. He's barely alive. Well, I know. I mean, he looked. He looked cryptic on stage, dude. He he didn't look. I mean, his wife sucks, and she's just there banging the fucking tambourine. But I, it's too bad though, because you know when you go to concerts, at least for me, you know I want everyone there. I want all my friends there, but that's not the way it works. Not everybody likes the music you like. Not everybody can go. Not everybody wants to buy the ticket. Not everybody likes concerts, whatever. But um, if I just hit my top five. I, Number one for me is very difficult, but it has to be Ozzy. It has to be Ozzy Osbourne when I was literally almost sitting in Zach Wilde's lap for the solo. He was right in front of me. Ozzy Osbourne as the Ozzy Osbourne band. Zach Wilde soloing literally right in front of me. I have the video to prove it. It was unbelievable. I would say number two, Metallica, 100%. 100% Metallica that I've seen, I don't know, maybe seven, eight times in Three. my life. First ACDC. No, I put GNR ahead of it for me. Because I'm I'll done. tell you why. I'm done. See you later. <laughs> Hold on. GNR Reliant. Wasn't the first time I'd seen GNR, but that concert was like yeah. what never should have happened. Yeah, 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 and then GNR. But number four. Number four. ACDC for me. Okay. No doubt the one I saw. I've only seen him once, and that was with you. I haven't seen him multiple times like you have. You've seen him with me twice. Did I have I? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one that I saw with you. Maybe three. Maybe. I, it, you know, they all blend together. Number five for me. Looking back, uh, Probably has to be. It's a tie between Black Sabbath, the one we were talking about. Four Ozfest. That's the yeah. Four Shadows Fall, Velvet Revolver. Yes, and Black Sabbath. That probably is number five. But uh, I saw Pantera back when I was in college in Arlington at a small venue in 1999, and they were with Sepultura and some other just hardcore bands. That's tied for fifth. I saw David Allen Coe and Pantera at the fucking horse Dude, track. David Allen Coe and Dime were boys. Yeah, David Allen Coe. They loved yes. each other. They smoked that rope Dude, David all Alco, the time. David Allen Coe. There's loves Kid Rock. Hey, Kid Rock. I have only I've seen Kid Rock perform, but I've never been to a Kid Rock Kid concert. Kid Rock concert is epic concert. I saw him at the Summit or Compact Center before they shut it down. He is a badass. And he came out and he's like, "Hey, come out for his encore." It's like, "All right, I'm, we're in Texas." We're going to do it Texas style. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you a Texas legend. Mr. David Allen Coe. The place went fucking apeshit. Yeah. But no, so I don't know, man. But speaking of that, the point is is that I think it, it fluctuates. It kind of goes in, it kind of goes out. It, like, the, 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 when we, you and I talk about it, like, I mean, you've got, I wouldn't go to that Metallica show because you can't drink at Metallica shows. Yeah, you can. 
They just cut you off early. That's all. Yeah, that's weak shit. Like I, I, I agree, but they I, cut everybody off now early. Like, okay, great. Don't push your fucking. That's that's politics. That's pushing your politics. Hey, let me drink. I'm a fucked up. Do my show. Whatever. That Ozfest show, we were blasted the entire time. Now I go to ACDC. I'll drink for a show, and I don't want. To, I don't drink. If you want to drink, you can go get me beer. I ain't leaving. I'll hold it. I'll camel it for the whole entire show. <laughs> And then, and then when we go, I'll run out of the bathroom whatever we're leaving out. Like, fine. Don't, like, don't push that on me. But fourth and fifth, I think, always depends. In, like my name, it ebbs and flows. Like your name, ebbs and flows. I see. T. Yes. Favorite concert? Prince Michael was Jackson. You saw Prince and Michael Jackson? Yeah. Oh, I saw Prince. I saw Prince. My own sister. I didn't know that. I saw Prince two nights in a row. I went with one friend, and then the other friend had to drop out, so they asked me if I wanted to go to that one, so I went to... That's gangster. Yeah. That's saw, how you know I saw, she's my I sister. I saw Prince at, in 99 or 2000, he played, like, on the way, it was like an unannounced concert, he played at Hoffines Pavilion at U of H. My roommate was playing baseball all the time for U of H, called me, he's like, hey, you want to go to the Prince concert tonight? I was like, what the fucking Prince is in town? He's like, no, dude, he's at Hoffines. I've got the box at U of H. Uh, with my girlfriend at the time I was like babe you want to go to the Prince concert tonight she's like no I was like well I'm dropping you off later and I literally went and picked up Alex and we went and we saw a Prince show and it was epic like that was that's, that's gangster that's what I always forget about I'm proud of you I didn't know that and Michael Jackson too yep saw Michael Jackson YouTube a million times that's another one I never saw that I wanted to I saw you too yeah I saw Rush you saw Rush too yes you saw Neil Peart live I did yeah and it was Dude. a smaller venue, which was really cool. It was in Chicago. Yeah, when you see, like, like, so the back we kind of talked about earlier, like, seeing Prince at U of H, where there's, like, 4,000 people there. That's amazing. Like, normally, where, like, Prince would be, like, at Reliant with, like, 80,000 people, yeah. to see somebody, yeah. like, play in such, like, literally one bowl, we were in the box, like, looking directly at him. Like, it was awesome. It might be weird to, to compare these. I'm not comparing them, but I remember I was lucky enough to see Nine Inch Nails at Numbers. Remember that place? Yep. That small ass venue, Hashtags. Pretty Hate Machine had just kind of come out, and uh, I got just—it was unbelievable. I saw Blind Melon's last concert ever. Did you really? Here, the last I remember um, they opened for Lenny Kravitz. Dude, I was supposed to see the last um, uh, Chris Cornell concert. He killed himself, unfortunately, the week before we were supposed to see him, and I—I I had seen Soundgarden, but I had never seen Chris Cornell. And uh, that really sucked. Um, but right, what's the, what's the first concert y'all ever went to? I mean, obviously. Oh, I know mine. There's there's first concert you ever went to was probably with your parents. No, no, first concert I ever went to I was without know. parents. I want to know. I want to know if you because if you don't have one with your parents, my I have one with my mom, and then I have one that I went to without parents. First one was Rod Stewart. It was fucking amazing. Love Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. That's like. <laughs> That's Rod the Body's English. Well, we like, might need to cut this no, right Rod Stewart now. Rocks, dude. Like, hey, I love Rod Stewart. Oh, my God. First concert I went to without my parents was my freshman year of high school. Uh, it was Bad Company, 38 Special, and Leonard Skinner. Now, that's fucking Williams. tight. I was smoking Marlboro Reds. Like <laughs> weed with the people in front of us. Yeah. You're smoking Marlboro yeah, Heavy? Like, we got, we got like, between the three of us, we had a pack of Marlboro Reds. Like, ripping them when I was, like, 14. <laughs> I remember seeing how many times we saw Leonard Skinner in high school. Good God. Between... Like Woodlands or the Rodeo yeah. or, you know. But um, what I was going to say also about that was my first concert 
ever that I can, that I know for a fact was my first concert. Freshman year, high school. I know who I went with. I remember exactly who I was with. It was Allison Chains, Suicidal Tendencies, Candlebox, and Metallica. Why is that at not your Sam top? Why, is, why is that not your top five? Because I'll tell you why. Because it was at Sam Houston. Ra- it was at Sam Houston. It was at the Sam Houston um, ra- uh, drag racetrack out there. Oh yeah, Baytown. Yeah, Baytown racetrack. And I remember um, Lane came late that that night, and uh, yes. Um, who, by the way, I will argue is one of the best frontmen. Oh, of all, all time. time. Thank I'm you. Sorry. The best. You, screen, you can say whatever. The, the best fuck screen you want. ever recorded on on anything is him when he's screaming. What you? Yeah, Lane. I mean, I, I man in the box. His his screen. Well, again, jar flies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, J- jar flies. Sure, but dirt. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. But what I'm Down saying, holes my favorite that show. that was yes, that's a good one. That was um, my first concert, which incidentally was also without parents. Uh, that's the first time I saw that was the first that was the first time in person that I saw real breasts okay I didn't really want to bring you talk about seeing real breasts when I went to see Leonard Skinner we're like, oh, I you I'm just breasts. saying it was the first time I saw them in person like okay. we're know. sitting we're on the lawn at the woodlands like laid back whatever we're sitting there smoking Marlboro Reds drinking beer getting people to buy us beer paying like $15 because we had whatever and there was a girl and a guy in front of us what were they doing Ebbs and she sat on his face. <laughs> and I was like, at 14 years old, I was like, this is the greatest time of my life. You didn't know what was happening. Like, why is he like, sitting there just dancing, like, just no, dancing she, on his face? You thought like, she was hurting him. Oh, no, no. You no, thought no, she no, was no. trying to I hurt. knew exactly what was going on. No, like, you didn't. In public, like, at a you concert, didn't. like, on the lawn, at the Woodlands. You didn't you know. know. I thought it was amazing. You didn't know. Oh, yeah, I did. Come on. <laughs> no, you, no, you didn't. Wait, like, if I was, like, 10, maybe, I was, like, 14 or 15, yeah, I knew exactly what the fuck was going on. Did you see some... Everybody knows this, obviously, who's been to concerts. You hear all walks of life doing all kinds of things. And it doesn't matter whether it's uh, what genre it is. People just look at it as an excuse to just do Let what loose. you want to do. Let loose. Let loose. But I do think it does. Maybe I shouldn't say that. It does depend on the genre because you're going to have a different experience when you go see a Metallica or a hardcore metal band or anything like that. Then you will a Leonard Skinner. Then you will a... Simon Garfunkel, then you will a Dave Matthews, then you will. I mean, it's a different crowd. I Dave Matthews. David Bowie and, too. I saw Dave Bowie. You said David Bowie? Yeah, I saw him you all. bastard. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him. I mean, I can tell you of all the people, if I could go back and see anybody who I. This that's is, what I was going to ask. By the way, this is a subject we've tried to avoid tonight. If you could go back in time and see anybody, who would you go see? We did try to avoid this. Because this, this is, is a whole new podcast we'll do some other time. But we we will talk about it now. We'll get into it later. Okay, fine. Uh, I have to say band or individual? Mm, Does it matter? matter? Does it matter? No. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Austin City Limits, 1985. Jimi Hendrix, Monterey Pop. Mm. <laughs> and this is a subject that is kind of a little touchy with us. It is a little touchy. However, we'll just say this. I'm gonna. You'll say you. I'll say this. You can say your statement, and then we'll leave it at that. Okay. There is no Stevie without Jimmy. Jimmy is one. I have to agree with that. There is no Stevie without Jimmy. However, Stevie took what Jimmy did and made it better. He made it better. Yeah, I said it. He made it better. Voodoo Child, better. Little Wing, better. 
Better. Better, bro. Better. Voodoo child? No. Oh, yeah. No. I can prove to you, Jimmy and made, I will. Jimmy made I will. Star you know what? Bad, I, better, everybody bro. can take me at my word right now. I will prove to you and you and everyone else listening and who will listen that Stevie Ray Vaughan does Voodoo Child better than Jimmy by video evidence. Exhibit fucking A. No. I will show you on that screen next Objection. Time. That's fine. Bring your attorney because you're going to need it because I'm going to be throwing bombs, bro. There is nothing you can do to change my mind. There's nothing you can do to change my mind. <laughs> so who's better, Jimmy or Angus Jimmy. Young? Jimmy. Who's the best guitarist of all time? Jimmy. Of all time? Jimmy. Okay. Who's second? We talk about like personal favorites. Or <laughs> see, like see, this is why technical we'll be here till twelve o'clock tonight Te- if we do this. If you like all like technical ability, uh, who well, I think you, is you like, want to start on you want to start on genres and technicalities and how who does sweeps and look, this Angus that. is fucking. We can shit. do that Angus all day. Is awesome. long. Angus for me is like fucking god. Like Angus, Angus can do things, but, but, but like metronome, like the way his head works, does he does yeah. a stupid little dance on stage? Okay, like, but Angus, Angus is, is a power player. But, he is a power he player. He's not fast. He's blues. Yes. He's but not a fast player. The best guitarist of all time, not named Jimi Hendrix, is Edward Van Halen. Okay, I can't argue that. It's Eddie Van Halen. You just can't. This is the problem. You can't say a You play guitar, Jimmy. I don't. But there's nobody, like, and from, from just, like, from my perspective, there's, I can sit here and just, not even listening, but just watching, like, on mute, what Eddie does with the guitar, watching his hands. And it's, like, just... Lightning going well, that, up and down. Yeah. Like no one even he, comes he close is, to that. He was fast. He was clean. He definitely, most certainly pioneered the double tap. Everybody knows that eruption. Everybody knows what he did. That was his style. Never took a lesson. He's a pioneer. There would be no dime bag without Eddie. There'd be no Eddie without a lot of other people he looked at. Ace Friendly, who, whether you like Kiss or not. Kiss sucks. What, maybe. But I don't think they suck. But... That was an influence. The second, that was the that, second but that's, worst band. Of but all that's time. something that's baked into how Dime played, and Dime loved Eddie. He was buried with his famous axe. Did you know that Eddie Van Halen gave him the red and white axe, and it's in the casket with Dime in his grave? I did not know it. Yes, that's how close they were. And him and his brother Vinny would say Van Halen before every right, single show. I got a question for you. What? We're talking about best of. Best of. And you and I will see, agree, agree, disagree, whatever. But just so you I, all I know, know that, what's your worst band of all time? Like your band, like, like, put well, a gun in your car stereo when it comes on. Like, done. I don't want to listen to it. Are you gonna give me a genre or just any band? Anything. Period? I don't care what it is. I'll start. Okay. Worst band all time. No questions asked. Sticks. They're fucking awful. Um, the worst band of all time. Hmm. Journey is right there with them, but they but can't, but can't stop What's believing. What's wrong with you? But can't stop believing it's still a good jam. Dude, I appreciate can't stop believing. That's the only thing I I respect your opinion, sir, but I will have to disagree with and you. And Kiss on that. sucks too. I will disagree with you adamantly on that. Kiss sucks. Uh, you want Gene me to Simmons tell you the worst really band of all time, Sticks. or one of the worst bands that I think of all time would probably be? Mm, that's really hard, dude. Uh, I'll throw one out there. Um, I don't like Lincoln Park. I don't like them. I'm sorry what happened to the head, the lead singer, um, but I've never liked their music. Like when it's on XM, I I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I don't like them. Now, do I think they're the worst? No. Um, 
Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, what about Monster Magnet? They had one song, Space Mother. You know, but that doesn't matter. Like, oh no, I'm talking about like bands like that everybody. Okay, like, that's different. Like airplane, You're talking about like, mainstream bands that everyone like, liked. Like, that I think cool. Like, fine, I get it. And that's like a new thing. But like when I say it, like I'm talking about. Bands All right, fine, I got, like I got 20, it. I got it. I got it. New Kids on the Block. That's the worst bit. Like, dude, they're better than Sticks. Okay. You could jam out, and I have actually sung karaoke with you singing New Kids on the Block. That's not. But I we would never. I would never get up there and sing Sticks with you. I don't. I don't. I don't think that ever actually happened. I I karaoke two things, and that's not one of them. Three things: GNR, Johnny Cash, Metallica. That's it. That's an unfold. That's a. Tr that's not a true statement. And if it is, I want to see video proof. We didn't have it. We didn't have it back then. It was the same time we blew out the speakers in my old truck. Was it? Was it spotlight karaoke? It was spotlight. And everybody else was. I walked in. I did Johnny Cash, and I walked out. And you and I were sitting in my old truck with the system in it. I remember. Windows rolled up, just and people like, "Where the fuck are Abs and Matt?" Like, we were outside, fucking doing our own thing, and we were doing our thing. Sung Johnny Cash, and I was like, "What the fuck? How do you get up there?" Paid twenty bucks, bro. Yeah. To do false imprisonment, shit, walked out, Pace. just dropped it and left like I was something which I'm not. But okay, uh, that's a dude. That's maybe a more interesting question than who's the best band, which is even harder to answer. But my point is, is that these are podcast subjects, agreed, that are gonna get into. Agreed. But I'm telling you, this Stevie versus Jimmy thing is not over by a long, long you, shot. Hey, we can't talk about off cameras about the trolls and the haters. <laughs> oh, the trolls yeah. and the haters. If we did a Jimmy. SRV, like that's a whole fucking different kind of worms, dude. That that that's true, and it's gonna come out when that happens because there's gonna be people probably that weren't even don't even can't even give you five songs that Jimmy played or Stevie played that are gonna be like you suck, fuck you, you know. People that are angry, people that are like fifteen, sixteen that just troll. Like I was telling you off on the side that i i posted this a month ago uh, what you know and and i have trolls already i'm like how is that even possible oh, they're everywhere. there are people that oh, were leaving comments everywhere. like leaving comments that were terrible you know but i'm like how don't you have something better to do and well, the answer is doing? no what are they doing at home they're sitting at home they're eating doritos in their no, mom's house they're watching and, and they're, youtube videos in their parents basement yes hey fuck you trolls you're either suck it, suck it. And I know you've had troll problems on Facebook. Yeah, I have. And I know Facebook has banned you more than once. I've been on, I've been put in Facebook jail. I was on jail. I was in jail once. Said things. I've been in the jail too. But I had a guy told me he was going to crack my skull open because I told him his mustache was a piece of shit. <laughs> what did you tell that kid? You were talking to somebody who was giving you shit, had been trolling you about something, and you told him what? Son. It was like it was like eleven thirty the other night, and I said, "Go to bed, son. It's past your bedtime." <laughs> Adults are talking here. Adults are talking. The adult. No, it's usually people that do that. Like Rogan always says it best. A lot of people on social media, you post and then you ghost. I do this probably you, daily. You, you don't, somebody will post don't something on Facebook or Instagram, and I'll post it and I'll write out a fucking response. I'm like, you know what? Ain't worth the time. It ain't. Delete. But it's not worth your time. But the, you know, people that comment to that degree are usually either really angry about something that has nothing to do with you or they're just looking to start shit or it's a bot it's not even real it's not if you believe in that it's and that's a, that's another conspiracy theory thing but 
What I want to know is, we were talking about concerts, uh, dude. I told you off, off before we started the podcast that we should have maybe gone into who did it better. Next time you're on, I'm telling you right now, I'm who telling you what better. Who did it better, Jimmy or Stevie? Who, who did it better, this guy or that guy? But I have, I, I don't have to line up hey, a, I don't do, have to line you know, up a do, case. We need to put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Who I did will, it better, Jimmy or Stevie? I will put it in. We'll the, do it right now. Put it in the comments now. People say Jimmy, Stevie. We're gonna poll now and then load it for the next one. Done. Done. And I'm telling you, regardless of the poll, I will prove everybody wrong. Just like I can, if you give me 10 minutes, I can give you, in my opinion, the best guitar solo, almost of all, metal guitar solo of all time, and who it was by, and why, and this, that, and the other. However, you talked about something earlier that I think would be good to close out with, because we talked about who would you want to go see that you didn't see? What about a band that you have seen but that you want to see if you could go back to a show you've seen on youtube what show would it be oh we talked about this i showed it to you and your mind was fucking blown. i go to 1991 monsters of rock to our donington castle in fucking england donington castle london england yeah. acdc black headlining crows, black crows were the shittiest band that started out the concert black crows who else queens right motley crew Metallica, ACDC. What? Yeah. You didn't, I don't remember you saying Metallica was, wow. Metallica was, Metallica opened and, ACDC. Okay, so, all right. And that was in what year? 1991. Money Talks, Razor's Edge album You have to pick. You have to pick one song from that set. You get to go back in time and listen to one song from that set, and then you're teleported back. What is that song, and why? You have to only choose one. I know you'd love to go. Th- I would love to go to that concert. Good God! This is kind of this kind of a loaded question because I'm going to answer it, and I'm going to answer the side side answer as well. Just pick. I one. would hear. I would listen to. Actually, I, it's toss up between start or end. Start at Thunderstruck. They end it with for those about to rock. I would see Thunderstruck. So I would want to see Thunderstruck because it was a year that came out. And they started out with a concert and Phil Rudd's right. out there. Or Chris Slade's out there banging on the, on, on the basses like this. Okay. So Thunderstruck. Don if Hardy. I could go back and do any, see any show that I would see back in whatever in a time machine outside of Jimmy, it would be ACDC with Bon Scott. And it was one song I want to hear. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Because Brian Johnson will not and has not ever sung it live in tribute to Bon Scott. But because of Bon Scott not being here with us any longer, you'd go back to Donington. Yeah. Okay. And you would want to watch Thunderstruck. Yeah. The beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that in light of that, maybe you can tell us real quick, how many people did you say was at this concert? No, it was the one. It was the Moscow show after that. The Moscow okay. show after that but, on that but, same, but tour, that same many, tour. Yeah, the Moscow tour show on that tour. There was one point six million people there. One point six million. And, and I didn't tell you this is Brian Johnson actually pissed on Sputnik. What? Yes, like the Sputnik satellite. Brian Johnson pissed on the statue because it was at the wherever like the Air Force base that they were at. 
And Brian Johnson didn't know he was pissing on it. Which is like backstage, whatever, just pissed where he was pissing. And then like the Russian security guards were pissed that he was pissing on a Russian satellite. <laughs> okay, that's better, way better than Ozzy pissing on the Alamo. Just so you know. Which never really, maybe kind of. Didn't it didn't really occur. Really. If you read his book, by the way, you'll know that that's it. not true. I read it. But I think to close it out tonight, I want to play. The exact. I want to take Ebbs back to where he wants to go, and we're gonna play it. I and think we're gonna let it play. And we're gonna let you all watch this play, and we're going to see what you think. What does almost 1.6 million people look like? By the way, a side note: if you yeah. see, if you Posty's seen, going if you seen country. Posty, if you haven't seen Posty go country, Posty needs a country album. Dude, he does. He Just for covers, though. He's the most. He's the most talented musician right now in the world. Right now, period. I was going to put that on one. What did you just say? I think Post Malone is the most talented musician, period, in music right now. That's a very strong statement. There's like he's he's outsold the Beatles in albums, like releasing this shit. The oh, I love him. I'm just whatever. saying that's very strong. He's talented as fuck. Oh, he is. If you haven't, dude, Posty going country is bad. All covers, but don't touch Johnny. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You don't cover Johnny. Johnny covers you. That's the way it works Post, with Johnny Cash. Posty cover the cash. Uh, I'm not there yet. Not there yet. Play, but bro. we're going to play ACDC Live Thunderstruck. Which, by the way, he hadn't seen until about... I we hadn't. Like and when I saw it, I couldn't believe my eyes. But, uh, yeah. ACDC Donington, London. Live. There's Rosie. On ni- 1991. Yeah. So we're Razor's talking 30 album. years ago. That was a Razor's Edge album tour. So we were in middle school, bro. Like seventh or eighth grade when that came out. After this, this is a great way to end this because if you've never seen ACDC live, or if you love ACDC but you've never seen them live, or you've never even been to a concert or one to this magnitude, most people have never been to a concert like this. This is seen rare. This many but people. ACDC is definitely in my top five. His first, I get it, but I just think it was important to talk about that in this day and age because they're coming back in the states that are allowing them we need to get back to live events concerts and music heals all love it i mean live sports are great but music are better music yes music is way better and so that's another reason why we got into it but um okay so we're gonna play that so we're gonna see what what does it look like here look at all those people like can't see the ground anywhere. Yeah, but how many people do you think that is? That's like, they said 80,000. So that's, that's not 80,000. No, 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 like we're talking about 8,000 like we're reliant, we're taking a stadium up. That's 8,000 on one level. See, if they would just zoom in on his fingers. Yeah. 
Can you tell us, like, where did the school boy thing come from? Why did he start that? I'm a sister. Sister, okay. Sister, maybe. He used to work on Spider Man and a couple other things. And he just wrote a school boy one day and it just got stuck. I mean, he made it work, yeah. clearly. But you said you thought he was one of the technical oh, best of all yes. time. Like, I, I don't agree, no, but we'll, we'll get into that. He's amazing. I, I don't agree with the technicality part, but... What do you think it's like, dude? Just to, look at that. Look at that. It's goosebumps. Oh yes. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I do remember that when he said Texas. That was awesome. Look at that. That's the kind of thing. Like, if you've got to go to the bathroom and you're in that, you're just do what you got to do. You're done. It's, well, yeah. But if you can't, it's it's just gonna have to happen. Is Brian Johnson the best lead man ever? He's up there. I'm not gonna say yeah. That's a, that's an open conversation. That's another conversation for sure. Oh, I'd put Hetfield up there too. Like those kind of things. I'd put Hetfield up there. You have to. Look at there's your boy. There's your boy. Look at him well. Look at him. You watch anybody that knows knows how to play guitar. Look what he does. Oh, with his legs everybody. Walks. Everybody like knows how hard. A hundred percent. But I don't know. He's a power player and he's amazing and he's very clean. I just don't know if he's the most technical, but that's getting kind of like dorky when it comes to like, you know, guitarists and whatnot. He's a drum set. He's three bass drums. Neil Peart only has two. Yeah, but Neil Peart's set was ridiculous. It went all the way around him. Yeah, but he had this for just for this. That's true. And that bass still looks goofy to me. And with that, hey man, thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for that was fun. That was good. That was good. Good time. And uh, all right, bye everybody. <laughs>